You're listening to DraftKings Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Another podcast. You don't have enough podcasts in your life. That's right. You were just listening to something else, and then we randomly started yelling in here. <laughs> yeah, our podcast just plays on its own. <laughs> yeah, that's right, son. <laughs> okay. Shoot, you thought you was opening Google Maps? <laughs> nah. Nah, man. Uh, this is Google Maps. Ew. <laughs> Wipe your screen off. That does not sound good. No, it does not. <laughs> I know a guy who died from that. <laughs> what is good, everybody? My name is Cristian Polanco. I'm Alexi. Is and as always, cooligans, buddy. you know what time it is That's out right. here. Meadowlark Media's own soccer Illuminati. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, we're out here running DraftKings Network. That's right. YouTube. Oh, you thought Dan had control of this? <laughs> nah, fam. Nah, bro. With the Dan behind the Dan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, the deep state. That's of, right. Of soccer. Of That's what art. they call us. Uh, what's good, everybody? Uh, excited about today's show because we have a, a special guest uh, of Backheeled, of Total Soccer Show. <laughs> yeah, that's a, whenever we say Total Soccer Show, you have to hit that button. <laughs> of Total Soccer Show. Uh, uh, Joe Lowry is going to hey! be joining us, talking um, uh, some U.S. Women's National Team and obviously uh, the coaching hire of Emma Hayes. We'll get a, a, a deep dive into what to expect with uh, the new uh, hire, especially because Joe Lowry was the person who broke the news about Emma Hayes being uh, the U.S. Women's National Team That's head right. coach. Is it positive news? We're about to find out. Exactly. So we'll see. All right. Um, but we have to start with some U.S. Men's National Team uh, stuff, especially because it is the international break. How much do you like international breaks? Have we become such soccer fans that we now hate the we're, international we're, break? We're basically like Liverpudlians. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 uh, they why even play, mate? I don't know. I can't do scouts. They just, they can't even stand. And the oh. fact that they don't get to see their club, like Premier League fans in in England, they're just like, what? What? what why do we have to stop? What, what do you care about England? We don't care about England. <laughs> okay. Um. So I, I'm. It, it, I mean, look, if it's a big tournament, look, the Nations League is not really riling me up. So no, really, yeah. But you like that more than the Gold Cup. Don't nobody care about no Gold Cup. No, I think I'm a Gold Cup over Nations yeah, League guy. Yeah, no, Nations League all day. I'm Nations League. I was. I feel like recently though, Nations League became the new like Gold Cup equivalent for Concacaf. Can I tell you why? Because we won them all. Baby. That's true. <laughs> We've won them all. But the Gold Cup has you know a little bit more history. It has like you know some just different. Bro, the problem it, the, it was started by by Chuck Blazer for money, bro. My hero, Chuck Blazer. <laughs> Which is why we love it. No. <laughs> no let me I, tell you, let me tell you. You know how they disrespect our game on the other side of the pond? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was talking to a friend. He was like, oh, y'all got Nations League too? It ain't just y'all. <laughs> 
<laughs> they, don't know. they don't even know that it's a, FIFA, it's a FIFA thing. Yeah, dog. You're Every- not the only ones. <laughs> okay. We we have Nations League instead of pointless friendlies. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I also, have. someone said to me, how come you don't have the Euros? Because we're not in Europe. <laughs> no way someone actually asked that to you. I swear. No way this is an intelligent person that you were talking I, so, to. I never said that. It was just I the mirror. So. Alexis was in the mirror. I will like, tell you this. I was in the offices adjacent to Arsenal Fan TV. Wow. And someone said to me, how come y'all don't have the Euro? <laughs> and I said, I'll explain it to you. <laughs> okay, let me pull out this. Let me pull out this That's map. That's crazy. Do you bro. remember when we beat you in a war? <laughs> We consequently gotta, saved you from another one? We got to start from the beginning. <laughs> no, we got Look, you guys were wearing red coats, okay? Anyway, okay. Uh, so, no. You I, think we were called the 90-minute men? No, just the minute men, <laughs> all right? Uh, I am, uh, yeah, I think, whatever. Like, it's uh, international breaks are, are, in general, I'm not uh, generally excited about them. I love but, them. But you, when the U.S. men's national team or U.S. women's national team are playing, that's, you know, that's the what, what, what I go to. So, I'm not just out here scrolling through Fubo, looking up every single uh, yeah. country playing each other. You I'm know, not just like, oh my god, all the countries are playing. Yeah. Oh, so Cyprus versus Andorra. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what happens. I've been waiting for years. <laughs> oh, let me call my bookie and see what the line is. That's the real reason to pay attention <laughs> to the international break. Bro, now. I gotta be honest with you. If you are betting on <laughs> Gibraltar what do you mean? versus Cyprus or Andorra, and you're not in any way, shape, or form right, right. associated with any of those countries? New Caledonia over one and a half team goals, bro. It was a lot. <laughs> bro. I, I look about. at it and I'm like, didn't Turkey annex Cyprus? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't been Are paying attention to my geopolitical news. That's bro. like when Puerto Rico was playing against the U.S. in the uh, basketball. I'm like, right, right. How you allowed to do that? That, that should be that's a Spider-Man meme pointing at each other, bro. <laughs> no, <laughs> you don't need to do Get that. Get back to the Bronx, bro. <laughs> U.S. Uh, has their second game against Trinidad tonight uh, right. but, uh, in uh, uh, in Cuba, right? In Cuba. So, but the the first game in Havana, Cuba. <laughs> uh, the first game happened. What was that? Was on Wednesday or Thursday? Thursday, yeah, Thursday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thursday evening. Past weekend. Um, right before the weekend. Uh, the U.S. won three nil, and we. I, I, I mean, barely. Barely. I mean, you don't barely win three nil. Nah, it was barely. The, a I mean, win. This might be the best description of a barely three nil victory. That's that's barely. <laughs> I think is fits. They barely just uh, put a triple on them. Uh-huh. Right, right. Yeah, I get it. Okay. Yeah. So it, yes, they, all the goals came uh, after what the dumb. It, late. I'm late. Yeah, that's <laughs> you. You are the announcer. Heard, saying. Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I think uh, Andres Cantor said that. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get him on the show to say dumb late. Uh, the, the, yes. Yeah, so it was uh, Pepe uh, scoring scoring in the 82nd minute. Uh, Anthony Robinson scoring in the 86th, and then Giorena scoring in the 89th. This was somehow a dude from I think Irvington or or Union got a red card in this game. The kid Powder, he's from Jersey. Oh, okay. Oh, I thought you meant we said Union. I thought you meant the Philadelphia Union. No, no, no. 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 Uh, the red card was Noah Powder. He got well. He got two yellows. Two uh, yellows. The, yeah. The the first one probably could have been a red. It, yeah. Uh, he, he got off easy. It was and it was two fouls on Weston McKinney. Uh, and now Weston McKinney's injured. Exactly. I mean, my man, my man was like uh, the coach said, go after Weston's yeah. ankles. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, so, uh, look, it doesn't look like it's severe for uh, the injury for it's, I forget Weston how much McKinney. he's listed as time off. We said but it was like six uh, times on the show. But both tackles show. were were pretty bad. Um, the uh, So, yeah, I mean, once the, the red card happened in, in the first half, in the 38th minute, I'm just like, all right, 
This game is gonna open up. Wrap it up. <laughs> Let's have a good time. You know, those first 37 minutes. Yeah, I was a little worried because, you know, we've we've had experiences with Trinidad and Tobago uh -huh. in the past that have, you know, maybe a little bit of uh uh you know trauma. Trinidad some PTSD <laughs> associated. Trinidad and Tromago. Tra 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 anyway, you are I, I, was really trying to force, I was trying to force it. Get ready for another one of those at <laughs> one point in this episode. <laughs> you know, it, we try to do comedy sometimes uh, and it doesn't always work, but barely, barely, <laughs> like just like this barely 3-0 yeah, no victory. Uh -huh. uh, so, so I was getting a little worried of like, oh, could we have a, a, a bad result here? But after that red card, obviously my optimism went through the roof and then watching uh, the first, you know, 30 minutes of that uh, second half. I'm like, why am I not happy right now? Yeah, yeah. This how, is how come we're not playing like we're up a man <laughs> when we should be playing like that at the beginning of this match anyway? Because against Trinidad and Tobago, who have been absolutely woeful. Yeah. So uh, I mean, just a couple. We can talk about look the, the as far as the outcome, the overall outcome. That is the expected result. It's it's a it's a shame. There've been a couple, but that wasn't a convincing three nil. It was not at all. I mean, it's it's worse. That they had, uh, they were playing with ten men, and and that was, uh, uh, you know, how the U.S. Uh, played. I don't mean to disrespect Trinidad and Tobago, and this is better not be one of the clips. And I mean that <laughs> seriously. Don't make this one of the clips. Let this just be for the people of the podcast. <laughs> we should let them play with thirteen men. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, all right. Just, you know what I mean? Just uh, look. If anybody wants, to, maybe not our editor <laughs> yeah, yeah. wants to clip that out yeah, no, don't do that. and use it. Hey, don't put any of the context either. Me giggling after and put it on the you know Trinidad and honest. Tobago's Reddit page. <laughs> I'm sure. It's I'm silent. just saying, you know, I'll never be able to go back to Irvington, New Jersey, or wherever <laughs> Noah Powder's from. So, but let's be honest, we should be beating this Trinidad and Tobago, even. Trinidad and Tobago former player Shaka Hislopper saying this is not a great team right now. This is not a great yeah, version so, of the Trinidad and Tobago's so, that we remember from the past. So I was, they, we should not be struggling this much against them, even with their full squad on the pitch. Never mind against ten men. So uh, look, I'll give uh, uh, Trinidad some credit here in that yeah. they yes, on paper it looks like we should dominate this team and it should be a breeze. But I got to give them credit. They tactically played a good game. They had a, a strategy. No, they didn't. They defended well. Scroll down and see how many shots they had. T defended well. Sh scroll down. You said good tactics. Scroll down. <laughs> how many shots did they have? One. One. <laughs> I, I'm talking about defending. It wasn't even on target, bro. 26 shots they took. Uh, eight on target. Three, only three big chances playing with a, a, a man down. That's not terrible for a team that that on, on paper, quote unquote, is not that good. So our listeners are confused. You mean held us to 26 shots. Correct. It's pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> eight shots on target. That's on our fault. That's our fault. That's not on them. I'm, they they, put, they, didn't, they didn't pick up the goal and move they it. Put, they put some <laughs> pressure on us to not get, get yeah, great shots. Yeah, they crowded the box, but they didn't even try. They didn't even try. Who didn't to get try? The ball the the, they didn't. Well, how? How? They they were uh, playing against uh, uh, an incredibly dominant opponent. They weren't going to get many opportunities. Five four one. This should be embarrassing at the international level. It's a look. You you have to assume that from from match to match, from you know the previous uh, matches against uh, uh, against uh, the their previous matches against the U.S. Uh, what were the previous results? We talked about this last week. They lost nineteen zero six nothing. 
in in July. They lost seven nothing in January. They lost six nothing June uh, uh, twenty nineteen. Um, so there has to be some level of improvement. And to, to not have to deal with results like that. Yeah, and the this level was of improvement that. is that they only lost by three as opposed to by six or seven. Right, but they... If, if, so you're saying if they we weren't, the up. <laughs> but they only lost by three with a man down. So you have to give some credit there. So, I mean, Trinidad and Tobago, TikTok, clip that, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you want a balanced... Give him credit. <laughs> if you want a nice balanced approach. Fine, yes, there was some progress made. So I and this is where you criticize football. This nation. is where you the criticism should be on the on the players on Greg Berhalter. There was that the moment with um, did you see uh, Greg Berhalter arguing with Tim Ream and yeah. where Tim Ream was defending Gio Reyna and that that he was sort of uh, you know playing his designation well and 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 I th- maybe he thought like uh, that Greg was o- overly uh, critical of him or whatever. I you know I don't know all the context, but. Overall, they figured it out. And it's it took him and Tim are the same age. <laughs> That's why it's easier. You're allowed to do that. I think I think Tim's older. I, I'm pretty sure Tim Ream <laughs> patted Greg Berhalter yeah, on the head after he spoke yeah, to he, him. <laughs> Greg Berhalter carried his bags his rookie season. <laughs> no, so they um I, I thought uh you know if the if if this red card doesn't happen, you know, it's definitely not a three nil result. No, and this looked like it was gonna be a one nil, two nil max. Yeah, it, they needed victory. they just needed the goal. To, uh, ideally to just come sooner, um, but they couldn't... Look, I, and, I, and this is where I just give credit to Trinidad because there was the... Uh, it took... Uh, it was a deflection, the first goal from Pepe, mm-hmm. right? If I'm not mistaken. And then it was also kind of a deflection that, from the Anthony Robinson goal. The goal from Gio Reyna was literally one of the greatest plays I've seen from the U.S. Men's National... This, this iteration of the U.S. Men's National Team in like two years. That was just... Per, that is how they should have been playing. That is the almost like a uh, Wenger ball esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To beautiful. Me, to me, it's like this is what you get when you have a Giorena in form, not injured, and confident that his position won't be lost for something outside of what happens on the pitch. Right, and I think we're. I feel like we're past that. Right. I feel like now that they he is, he is, that Greg feels good enough to have an argument. With him or tell him something's wrong. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like They're, when you and your girl ain't arguing, you'll be like, okay, now I can mention that. I don't like this thing you did over here. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know like, what I mean? I, she can accept the, the criticism. The week before, you're like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm going to fix this myself. <laughs> I don't need to, I don't need to have that. I'm not bringing this up again. You know what I mean? Um, but now you're cool. You're back on speaking terms so you can say it. It feels like we're at that point. And it does feel like everyone's moved on. But to some degree, there is the lingering Fear and I, and I know we want to talk about Kevin, but this way I think I had a, a great game to be honest with you. I know the numbers don't hash out, but I think Charlie even said he seemed like someone who was young was trying too much, was trying to impress, and once that calms down and he starts playing the position the way he's asked, as opposed to showing how much he can. It do. It was his first start, bro. I think he did just fine. In fact, there were moments where he was the only one with any energy. Yeah, they, I thought he did well. I look, I think the the. Look, he was basically playing Christian Pulisic's position. Right. And not easy to do. Look, there were moments where he should have been super wide and he wasn't. He was trying to cut in. Yeah. And I think he's learning that position. So yes, maybe not the best game he's yeah, ever. Yeah, and he's had. also kind of for the the men's national team, he's kind of played as a fullback, wing back attacking like wing back, wing back kind of uh, uh so this he is, said he was up for it though. He was and this is he played this is why he played at DC United as yeah. well. So it's not that he's not familiar with the uh position. He he just recently scored at uh, Wolfsburg. So he's he's settling in. I, I 
I thought the criticism was probably a little bit hard. Him and Tillman were also getting a, a lot of criticism. Also doesn't but it's deserve like, any criticism. It, it, they're replacing Christian Pulisic and Tim Weah. Like, yeah. yeah all Easy. Right. Go or nothing. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. Do you guys give the cut the USMNT any slack? Because, you know, our offensive performance wasn't that great. But you're missing probably the two most influential attacking players that you have in your starting Still lineup. shouldn't matter? Against a team like Trinidad yeah, they, Tobago. We, they should be able to break them down. I agree, you should, well, but we yes. did we did with Pulisic and Timoya. Is that not then you know like a five nil a six nil victory and everyone is a little bit happier? It should still be three nil in a much easier. We should not have had that tension built to the 80th minute. I will also say this when it comes to Kevin Paredes, something to also keep in mind is that he's Caribbean. And you can't really disrespect. <laughs> yeah, there's no slander no. of him at all. In fact, I would I would soften your criticism. Not only is he Caribbean, he is Dominican. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like little do you. <laughs> okay. De lo mio. Uh, bro. <laughs> he is not he has he, uh, to me, I, I don't even know why Fat Mob gave him a six point nine or sixty nine. You know, well now, now you know why they did, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. That should be a ten. Nah, bro. Keep it sixty nine <laughs> forever, dog. He get it. They know the vibes, bro. <laughs> But have much more respect of this man. He's Dominican. I okay? actually didn't even mean it as criticism. I just think when you replace your best player with a guy in his first start in the national team, like it's it's yeah. just bound to happen that you're yeah, not going to perform. Yeah, I agree the way with that. My, my criticism is uh, probably a little bit uh, not, harsh. Is not the word, but it's a little bit more intense because of the red card. I thought once, especially in that second half, I wanted to see a lot more uh, chemistry between the players. But and look, credit, but it is. Balligan and Tillman up front have not really played together. They've not played together. No, that's a partnership that hasn't developed. But Tillman again, is more. We're going to keep saying they should be playing better against a team like Trinidad Bingo. In fact, if anything, the only real criticism here, and again, this is a coach that I like because the players wanted him. But if you're Greg Berhalter, now we've seen BJ Callahan with your tactics make this team look fun, inspiring, energetic, and then. You with your tactics, they seem a bit lethargic, a bit stale. The vibes are a different. Bit slow. No so where, why is there that discrepancy? You tell me. Yeah. Is it just the young naivety of the job for BJ Callahan that he comes in and says like, "Hey guys, you already know what to do. We're going to play in these positions. Get out there and show me what you got." And maybe that inspired because maybe he didn't have the confidence in himself to really deep dive into each position and say exactly what he's requesting. Where we know. Greg Berhalter breaks down positions and, and has is very detail-oriented. And maybe not having that gave the player the opportunity to sort of go out there and try something different. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's not a tactical thing. But we do want to know, why is there a different energy? And that's an important question to be asked. And I don't think that that's – I don't consider that a negative criticism of Greg Berhalter. I really don't, and I hope it's not taken that way. If the players wanted you back – I, then I want you back because I want what the players want. If that's what's gonna I make them happy, <laughs> <laughs> we all start singing. Merhalter, come back! You can put it all on Chris. Um, but I think uh, at the end of the day, I want to know, like, hey, yo, why did it feel different in Nations League? Remember how much oh, yo we was balling? Yeah, I mean, look, I I, I don't think this um, this team is ready yet for uh you know those those role players those bench players to to even come close to the level of the of the starters i mean that okay that do you think that this trinidad and tobago's a squad which i'm assuming is what we saw mm -hmm. is as good as our b squad no no dude, no. no okay okay no, hold no, on no, no, that, that's, that's why one word that's, answer that's one why word the answer. result is frustrating one word yeah. answer do you think trinidad and tobago's a team is as good as our c squad um, no, I don't. I, 
as Do good. Do you think they would have beat the team that was at the Gold Cup? I don't think so. We would have beaten that Trinidad team. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, as good, I, I, maybe they're not as good, but I don't think the the you know the dip off is that grand. Sure, but I, I agree with Mike. I don't think Trinidad and Tobago's A squad can compete with our C squad. Sure. So that said, an A squad with a bunch of B mixed in. You're telling me that team can't look a little bit more comfortable against the ten man Trinidad and Tobago? Then then look, uh the the Trinidad coach came in with a game plan and it worked quite well for the most part, uh, uh for the majority of this game. And I'm for, not taking anything uh, up away until from them. Un, up until the eighty second minute, I would say the, the Trinidad coach out out coached Greg. No. That's you can't it. say out coach. Uh, you have to actually coach the out coach. No disrespect. <laughs> no disrespect. Defended well. They figured it. They figured what the U.S. <laughs> scroll was down do. to the uh, to the thing. One of the one of the stats where scroll down mm-hmm. where Trinidad and Tobago is beating uh, is beating the U.S. is in big chances missed. You know why? Because they didn't have any big chances, <laughs> so they didn't miss any. That's what you're saying. Look. Trinidad and Tobago outcoached them in the big chances missed. <laughs> they, bro, it was a low block. They defended well. You got to give credit where credit is due. No. All right. Um, they the, don't deserve credit for <laughs> Let's um, move on real quick, and uh, we'll get to Joe Lowry in a, in a second. But uh, just an Everton update, okay? A little toffee update because we we got the news. The, the, the what, what what is it? The, the uh, points deduction is you already in. You said you heard it might be six. I heard it might be, and it still might be six because there is an appeal. There is an appeal, and a lot of people are expecting that the the, the ten point deduction. What do you do? You you start high, and, and then you negotiate your way down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so, would, the, the and the what is it? The FA? Is it the FA that's coming after you? It's the or Premier UEFA? League. The Premier League. The Premier League. The Premier League heard that, and they said, "All right, we'll go as <laughs> almost as high as we possibly can." So here, here are a couple. Uh, you know, because I've I've uh, looked into into the report. I mean, look, I have the report. We're looking at the report right Chris here. Chris is doing his own research. Bro. I was Don't about to say, "What do you mean we looked at the report, bro?" <laughs> Yo, bite your tongue, man. This is the first time seeing you. This is the re- this is the official report. Ooh, section three is who's who. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, it's a whole thing. So. Uh, but we that, there is a report is available on the Premier League uh, website. Um, Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah, every, these right. are all like all the witnesses, everybody involved and stuff like that. Um, but this is kind of the the main. Uh, I can't believe Carlo Ancelotti was the manager of Everton. <laughs> this is basically the where we are. So Everton did get a ten point deduction. They are currently in nineteenth place, sitting on four points and a negative three goal differential. If they win against Manchester United this weekend, they are out of the relegation zone. A lot of people uh, are kind of just saying if they, if Everton were going to face a points deduction, this is the, the perfect season for it to happen because they are they're in good form and they can get out of it uh, pretty quickly. It's still, I just want to highlight, it is absolutely infuriating to see Everton in this I, position right now. I think that's such a dumb take because one injury and all of a sudden it's not no, that no, no, easy no. to get. You yeah. guys are acting like it's nothing. <laughs> no, it's not nothing, but this this has, this has stoked uh, a lot of um, frustration, anger uh, with, with Everton. It's also a big anti-authority push coming. Uh, without a doubt. I mean, this, it, we, we're about to, Everton about to get punk rock, bro. <laughs> okay, romper stomper uh, out here, you're, okay? You're missing me quite a bit with all of what you're saying. I, I, I'm wearing my, uh, you know, uh, Doc Martens. I was going to say Vans. What do these kids wear? <laughs> okay. You got a chain going from your wallet to your belt. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm wearing Jenkos. Um, <laughs> got, that's a different zone. He's thing. starting ear gauges. <laughs> no. So, yeah, uh, Everton fans are quite upset. But then this, so let 
let's just get into the specifics because we talked about it uh, kind of vaguely last week. But this is this is the main point uh, from the the uh, Premier League report, and uh, I'll read it here. It says um, the Premier League's case is that a proper PSR cal calculation, that's uh, uh, profit and sustainability rules, uh, a proper PSR calculation for the season 2021-2022 demonstrates losses of uh, 124.5 million pounds, which exceeds the sum of 105 million permitted by rule E51 by 19.5 million pounds. So that's it. They, they overspent by 19.5 million pounds, and the Premier League said, uh, so I, initially, this is the issue. The Premier League said that they should be deducted 12 points. We, that's what we talked about last right. week. And the independent panel said, we'll do, we'll do 10. So 19.5 million overspent. Premier League wanted 12 points deducted. The panel decided on 10. So that is, that so when just so you know this is the worst ever penalty and highest ever uh point deduction that has a, a premier league club has ever faced so this is uh, so and and it's essentially what happened everton is like look the covid right uh, the uh, the you know you were allowed to count your losses from the covid right era. right right so but everton were 100% transparent about everything that was going on so they were just simply saying like yes we did break the rules but Look at why uh, uh, we're building a stadium. COVID, um, and then the 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 other the one. Ukrainian war. The, the, the Ukrainian war. The Ukrainian war. Because Uzmanov, yeah. Uzmanov, and they they were they an were, oligarch was tied to the finances of Mashari. They, they, they were they were going to get a um, a sponsorship from uh, the USM, and that was going to basically would have been um, you know would have covered these issues these costs of overspending. So. The and the other one that uh, not too many people are talking about is also the because teams knew that Everton were dealing with this, um, Richardson comes into play because Richardson Richardson was sold for roughly sixty million yeah, euros, 60. and so they're also kind of suggesting that Tottenham knew that uh, that Everton would have to sell Richardson for less money than they really want. They wanted eighty, which is would have again twenty million. Pounds right here resolves this issue, so they they basically had to sell. They were forced to sell Richardson for that uh, for that price and not recoup money that they could have helped balance their books. So these are all the issues, and really the main point is that Everton were transparent. They they wanted the the um you know the 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 whole uh, uh, commission and everything the investigation expedited. They're like we want to sort this out. This is what happened. This is why we're dealing with this. And Premier League was like, no, because and it just seemed 19.5 million pounds is, an, is 10 points of a deduction that doesn't give you a sporting advantage. They, they, they did not gain any sporting advantage at all. I've, you're we right. know. We know. <laughs> I've said this we've, seen, we've seen them play. Seen if them I showed the field. you <laughs> five Everton matches and I said, yo, these guys broke a rule, the last one you'd pick is overspent. <laughs> With by far the last one you'd pick. So it highlights that the club was. Uh, I will say, you're treating 19 million like it's nothing, and it does seem like in nothing. Premier League standards, it's about 20 percent over. That's a good chunk. 20 percent over in, over the you're allowed to lose 105. They claim 19.5 yeah, million yeah. over that. That's about 20 percent. I look even in this report, they claim that that the numbers are not as 
they, they don't agree with the 19.5 million. Everton uh, uh, said that the breach was was more like 9.7 million. The Premier League didn't accept that. Neither did neither, neither did the panel. But the and main- you could you could argue those points in an appeal and get that taken down. I think at the end of the day, I think we all and it does feel a little bit like why are people trying to have pity on a club? Like at the end of the day, it feels weird to be like, well, it's like a charity case. Like, oh, don't punish Everton. I think the glaring issue is. Is that there's other teams. They're coming for everybody. So this is what my whole thing is. I don't think they're making an example of Everton. I think they're showing you with Everton what they're about to do to everybody else. That's what it it kind of feels like. They're showing you, like, look at how bad we're treating lowly as Everton. I mean, look, but without a doubt, this feels harsh. I mean, there's no other way to put it. Even other Premier League fans of other clubs are like, like 10? Really? Like, it does. It seems a little bit harsh yeah um for what they for the rules that they broke and they've also have not uh, uh impeded the premier league in their investigation they've done everything that they they've been well, they should have that's what you and do that's, what, that's a th- another thing people are saying people are saying like well you're the, a professional club you've got to deter distract <laughs> okay you've got to jiggle your, jiggle your keys in front what's of what's that over there you gotta do a lot of that and then you mess up the paper and they're like, ah, oh, I gotta start from scratch. You'd be like, you know, you could just take our word for it that it was nine point five, bro. Okay, uh, and that's a, a, a point a lot of people. This is what City's doing? Yeah. Well, they're just saying like, hey, yo, they say yo, hi- you want the documents? You know, City's like the, sending it one page hire, a day. <laughs> hire the lawyers, do everything, it's slow down the process. That and yeah, that would have money the waters. Everton, that would have benefit. You're a small club because of this. <laughs> You can't be honest. You can't be forthright. You can't have dignity. You trying to win, dog. Okay, we need. You to, deserve the ten points just for this. We uh we need to have a, a jingle for Alexis Math. Yeah. Okay, this is officially Alexis Math. No, uh, but I'm saying like you know that commercial with the basketball team and the guy goes to the coach. Was out on me, coach. Was out on me, coach. <laughs> That's you, Everton. That's you. Okay. This isn't some lifetime movie. This isn't a Disney or Pixar movie. You talking about people whose livelihoods depend on your club. Get out there and muddy the waters. Say someone's, oh yeah, the guy from the MFA touched me. You know what I mean? Do something. Chelsea Chelsea would be like, that was not on me, coach. And I wasn't even playing. (laughs) I've never even been. I don't even know who you are. What you talking about? Also, look at these photos of you last week. You really want to say that out of me? I don't think your wife would want to see these. Huh? You think I didn't have these? I have it on me at all times, coach. Anyway, uh, it is. I'm the new coach. Ball comes to me. <laughs> it is so uh, frustrating. But that's it. That's basically. Uh, I mean, the, this the, was minor league by everything. By being honest and open and forthright. The, All three mistakes you made. The docu- you deserve the ten points. You shouldn't even be allowed to appeal it. I appeal the way you handled this situation. <laughs> this is the document was for, uh, 41 pages uh, long in uh, you know at, at the, the whole report and uh, yeah and there is a. So people are upset, and I think even after reading the whole thing, I don't think anybody uh, uh, comes out of reading that being like, damn, Everton, they should be relegated. How could they do this? No. Really, it's really not. I mean, it's did they break a rule? Yes. Is it the biggest thing in the world, like where it it helped them uh, succeed on the pitch? We all know that that is not the case. So that's why the 10-point deduction feels um, like just a a, a cruel punishment. Even if they won the league, I don't think it's it's, it's still a good enough punishment. I don't think there's a good punishment. For it. it just seems it's 19 and a half million where they were like, no, 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 we did spend that over. We messed up. 
because of other things didn't come together. Yeah. And mind you, this isn't a, you're only allowed to spend 105 like they overcharged your credit card. This is their profit and loss. They couldn't bring in a 19.5, like you said, with sponsorships or something else, or maybe the sale of a player to balance it now out. I, now I have a reason to hate Spurs. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bro, Everybody get it. on board. That's one of us. One of us. One yeah. of us. That's all I needed, okay? I will never forgive you. Yeah. Say tottering day, I'm celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, we coming through. We coming through the house for the next St. Tottenham's Day. Uh, so, yeah. So, that's it. Uh, man, just... Uh, it's pathetic. Yeah. Frustrating. Um, and, and just to add this, there's gonna, I, I read this online in, in my... Uh, then it you must know, be real. It, <laughs> no, they're, they're organizing... Everton fans are organizing to protest uh, mm-hmm. the Premier League like offices because uh, they really, you know, they want to make their point uh, uh, heard. That- Can I suggest everyone bring your CVS receipts? You know those long, <laughs> long receipts? They're clearly like going through them. <laughs> bring them. So it's going to be it's gonna be wild. So look, uh, uh, so I, I think it, with an appeal, uh, the, you know, the, the, the deduction is uh, is reduced. Um, but yeah, just frustrating uh, to say at least. I need to chill without a doubt. That's that's that, the problem. That's what I that's what <laughs> I have learned. Even me, I was getting very angry there for a second. <laughs> very upset at the way Everton handled this. Exactly. Dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Alexis, not a fan of it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Dignity. I need to chill, man. I need to relax. I need to. It's fall. You know what I mean? It's fall, but the holidays are, are nearby. Winter's oh. coming soon. I just spent a weekend with my in-laws. Well, not a full weekend, just about six hours, but it felt like a weekend. <laughs> And let me tell you something. I needed time, to chill. Time goes slower when oh you work It is so difficult. I'm like, you guys don't even turn the lights on when you eat? This is crazy. So the way uh, we chill. I needed to chill. I wish I would have had a nice cold course light. Exactly. This Thanksgiving, you know, that's going to be uh, the move. Can we stuff turkeys with a uh, nice cold course light? I mean, Ooh, yeah. You know they do the, the chicken, the beer can chicken? Yeah, uh-huh. why not? Why don't we do it with a nice cold course light? Everyone's like, yo, this chicken is delicious. That's the move. Okay, look at this. I'm a chef now. I you know what you do? Up. You know what you do? You put it. Tip a little blue mountain to the chicken so you know it's ready. <laughs> Everyone knows, go get yourself a little piece. Grab a little wing. That is the move. So, cold, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. Make time to chill this holiday season and reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart by going to CoorsLight.com slash Cooligan. That's CoorsLight.com slash Cooligan. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado! <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's chat with Joe Lowry about all things U.S. Women's National Team, Emma Hayes, MLS playoffs, uh, what we covered also. Uh, here it is. Here's our convo with Joe Lowry. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Wow, another amazing Cooligans interview about the star. <laughs> okay, Alexis, the review. <laughs> Alexis hasn't even done any stars, any dude. part of his job, but the reviews are in. <laughs> Yo, which is generally generally probably the way I want it done. Because if you see what I do, you might not give me the five stars. <laughs> okay, but this is incredible. I mean, these are these are some of the the, the minds that we bring in here to mm-hmm. really break down what's going on. Because you cannot trust us with facts. <laughs> with facts? <laughs> with lies? You can't no, trust us with anything. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. We're not the show you come to for that. No, no. Uh, I'm actually uh, super excited because this is a long overdue guest that, uh, uh, to have on the show. This, this is the first time this man is on our first show? First time. That's ridiculous. And it's, and it's, I blame you. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> By you, you mean Joe Lowry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 100%. <laughs> but no. Uh, uh, our, Wait, total our, soccer show. Backheeled. ESPN. What? Everything. He's written. If you've seen a word, he's written it, probably. (laughs) (laughs) William Shakespeare, everybody. (laughs) Welcome, uh, our guest of of Backhill, of Total Soccer Show. Uh, Just uh, American soccer journalist extraordinaire. Yes. Joe Lowry. Joe, what's up, wow. man? Wow. Guys, it's great to be here. I, I love the intro. That's maybe the best intro I've ever received about if there's a word, I've written it. Um, it's, it's just not true. Yeah. But then you guys said it. You it's can't be trusted with facts. And so I think that's all fine. I think we're on. I think you we're on. Why? I'm not. I'm not going to read words that say otherwise, Joe. <laughs> no, <yeah. Okay? laughs> we like a little light embellishment to intro. Christian sure. went all the way. He invented the language. <laughs> Love that. No, but Love uh, that. Joe, I, we, we brought you on uh, uh, specifically because uh, obviously there's a lot uh, in American soccer going on right now. But with uh, the U.S. Women's National Team, mm-hmm. I had seen uh, when Emma Hayes was announced as uh, the new coach for the U.S. Women's National Team. Which I, has not been announced yet. It has been announced. Has it been official? Yes. <laughs> it has okay, been it is official. Okay, again, you don't come here for facts <laughs> or lies. Uh, you come here for, to, for Christian to fact Congratulations, check. Congratulations, everyone. <laughs> Thank you, Joe, for appearing on the show. We, uh, we literally <laughs> did a segment talking about it just no, no, the other it day. No, it is official. And it is official. But no. But it's not until, what, to the end of the Chelsea season. Right. Correct, right. right. She's not going to be play. She's not going to be coaching until then. But the reason I bring this up is because when I first saw the news, the person who I first saw uh, make the announcement... Mm-hmm was Joseph Lowry. Wow. Okay, so this was this was just exciting. This is this is like just seeing, you know, when when the homies are are like thriving and right. succeeding. So when I saw <laughs> You know, per Joe Lowry, per backheeled, uh, you know, Emma Hayes announces the coach. I'm like, let's go. We out here. We doing it. We can, we started from the bottom. Right. The homies out here breaking news, <laughs> so, bro. I, before we even talk about Emma Hayes and and, and get behind the tactics and figure out what, what she's going to do, I want to talk about Joe Lowry and how, how does it feel to be the first to break this news. Please. And, and who do you know? <laughs> <laughs> this is when I lay out all my sources, as everybody does. No, I'm, so first of all, I'm working on the mustache. It's coming in slowly, but I feel like until I've got some sort of Tom Bogart mustache, it doesn't really count. And I'm just like making believe yeah, sure. over here. That's kind of how it has to go. It was a bizarre experience. Like Tom, to his credit, this is, this is the cool thing about the American soccer landscape. I think we're still young enough and still like trying to find ourselves enough that everybody's still just like super nice and awesome to each other. And so it's not as, as maybe quite as cutthroat as you would get in other industries. 
And Tom, Tom's beat to bring him up again, is not the, the women's national team. It's not the women's game. But he shoots me a text. He's like, yo, dude, this is sick. Like, if you need anything, call me. I was an anxious wreck, like, when I broke my first news. And I kind of was, right? I kind of, I can kind of relate to a lot of that stuff. It's a weird feeling. It's not something that I do a lot in sort of to have this, this scoop be the first thing was even stranger. But it's awesome. And I think U.S. fans should be excited about this new era as I was frantically typing on my phone while sitting next to a porta potty at a cross country meet, which is how this happened <laughs> to feel back to him. <laughs> I know sometimes when I'm like texting my wife, like, yo, I'll be there at 345. Right before I send it, I double check Google Maps one more time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because the last thing I want to do is be wrong. Before you hit send on this thing. Yeah. How many times were you just checking every word of that? Just to be like, <laughs> we sure her name is Emma? Okay, H-A-Y-E-S? We can we do that. We can, right. we can spell check that. Yeah, I didn't get any red underlines on there. It's true. Honestly, I, lo I love that illustration, Alexis. And that's a very good thing to do, to be punctual for your wife. I'm sure she appreciates that. It is, it's bizarre. I was just sort of like scrolling Twitter for whoever is is still using Twitter and whatever we're calling it. I sort of like refreshing, just waiting for someone else, right? Because... How, how right. is this going to be me, right? I, I am aware enough to recognize <laughs> Meg Linehan, Jeff Kasouf. Like, there are other incredible people that cover the women's game a, a lot. And I mm -hmm. cover it as well, but I, I tend to cover it from a slightly more removed, usually, frankly, remote kind of way where I'm watching the tape and I'm digging back into it and we'll talk about it on TSS and I'll write about it for Backheeled. Like, these people are in and around the team more than I am, frankly. And so I'm just sort of refreshing and, and kind of waiting to see what's going to happen. And nobody's doing it. And it's me. And I, all the words were spelled correctly as far as I know. No one's complained. So I think we checked both boxes. Well, well I would look, love if like Meg Linehan sent him a voice note. It was like, hey, congratulations. You broke the news. You did that one more time. I'll break your legs. <laughs> well, look, I'll break both your legs. I'm Meg Linehan. Nobody, nobody messes with Meg Linehan. This is my territory. Look, and we know Meg personally. That is how she sounds. That's how she talks. That is an exact. You may not know her as well as we know her. Of course. Everyone yeah. listening and watching. But no, I... Look, I just I just take that statement as uh, you know, that, that Joe Lowry is putting everybody on notice in the US women's uh, you know, soccer Homie scene. Say here we go. <laughs> My man, we call Let's we call go. him J Joe Brizio <laughs> Romano. <laughs> okay. You could have said Roe Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> we all would have been on board. <laughs> all right. So yeah, it's been coined. Uh, so Joe, all right. So that's I do. I do want to ask how. What are your thoughts on this? Because I think we all look at it and go, all right. This is probably the first person we had in mind, or mm. top of the list we had in mind to take over seventy percent win percentage at Chelsea. I mean, yeah. absolutely incredible and we've seen some of the videos leak of like halftime speeches this isn't good enough you could leave right now all this like bro this is like this is the one and that's just her ordering a bagel right like, oh, my oh my god somehow i get her energy bro i'm like i get it what are your thoughts on the on on this person chosen i i assume matt crocker made this decision yeah yeah, so first of all, I assume yeah. that that energy, Alexis, is what you channel at the bagel shop. Like, that doesn't seem like it should be a surprise yeah. or it should be fun. They already know when I walk in, they said, there's a winner. <laughs> yeah, this this guy's yeah. a serial winner, which is what Matt Crocker, that's the term yeah, yeah, yeah. that Crocker used on the presser that I was on right before this. Yeah. This, this is a You're Matt like, Crocker You know what he hire. wants? Everything. In yeah. everything bagel. <laughs> <laughs> he wants it all. <laughs> and Emma Hayes wants to, to do it all too, coaching Chelsea and the national team. Like, this is complicated, right? All of the details around this, the logistics of it are complicated. There's still a lot, frankly, that we don't know. You know, it, it seems like there's a, a very real chance that she'll pop up in Fort Lauderdale for these games that the U.S. has against China coming up at the beginning of December. But Matt Crocker took care to say, like, you know, we're, we're hoping that that's going to happen. They still don't know. 
But one thing he said that I think is, is true, and the U.S. soccer made the right calculation in this way of, you know, they said, even if we have to compromise on some of the short-term stuff, we wanted to go out and get the best possible coach. And I, I think there's a lot of arguments that point to Emma Hayes being that coach. I think she will do a lot of things noticeably better than what Vlako Andonovsky did. You mentioned some of the videos, like some of the viral social media clips of her coaching Chelsea that have gone viral. It doesn't seem like she has a problem telling people difficult things. And, and my perception is that Vlako was very hesitant to move on from players. He was very hesitant to really take over and, and do some of the more authoritative stuff in that role. And we saw a lot of bleh soccer, right? I mean, it was not good to watch. You guys watched this team play. Like, you saw how, how much they struggled at the World Cup and before the World Cup, at the Olympics, all this stuff. One thing that you can say about Emma Hayes is that she is clear. She will give the U.S. some very clear patterns in how that they play. Now, there, there's some weaknesses in her game as well. I don't think that her Chelsea teams have been especially good at breaking down low blocks. It's a lot of brute force, you know, almost Red Bull stuff in moments and some other more patient possession in other moments. It's not a, a Pep Guardiola, Ange Postacoglu, whatever, you know, uh, tactical approach from Emma Hayes. But she's going to give the U.S. some things to tie themselves to. And the bar is low. It was set very, very low by Blacko in the last cycle, but she will very clearly step over that bar with the national team. Yeah, it sounds like uh, what Joe is saying is that Emma Hayes is willing to and capable of taking some of the players, uh, maybe some of the older players, mm. uh, to a farm upstate, if yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? To, <laughs> to no, no, move no. On. no, no, no. They, they went to go live with another family. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but that's it's an interesting thing because we, I think we uh, focus a lot on uh, Emma Hayes' personality. And I like that, uh, you know, just um, as far as tactically, because I know you, you uh, talk a lot about this on TSS. Sure. Like that, we focus on her personality and we compare the personalities of Emma Hayes and, and Vlako or, or Emma Hayes versus anybody who's coached the, the U.S. Women's National Team. But then when it comes to um, how maybe her ideas could have been implemented uh, uh, differently, like if, if, if she was the, the manager at the, at the Women's World hmm. Cup, would like what, what could we have seen? Po yeah. If we're speaking in hypotheticals, what could have we seen a little bit different? Yeah, so I think it's very possible that we could have seen a, a slightly more aggressive defensive approach. One thing that has remained pretty constant under Emma Hayes at Chelsea over you know, more than a decade, which is crazy in this sport, that a coach is hanging on in a job. I mean, that's, that's Peter Vermees stuff right there, frankly. Like, yeah, we don't yeah. see this very often. That defensive continuity of wanting to be aggressive, wanting to counterpress, that's not unique to Emma Hayes. Like, all the big teams are doing that stuff. But it's so clear when you watch her team play, they're not defaulting to a low block very often at all. They're trying to be in your face. They're trying to be energetic. So maybe a slightly more aggressive defensive approach. And the other thing is, I think, just more purpose with possession. Now, I'm not saying tiki-taka passing, building out from the back in these really intricate styles. I don't think that's Hayes' game. Not that we won't see some of that. But real purpose and how they move the ball. If you watch the U.S. in the last you know, tournament cycle, both the Olympics and the World Cup, they were super passive in how they went about everything in possession. Like, players had to check to see where other players were because they didn't know where they were supposed to be. And it felt like every pass took a, a beat or two beats too long. That is reflected in the tape. That's not something that you see from Emma Hayes. You're not going to see this, like, beautiful team-wide lock-picking Manchester City stuff, Barcelona on the women's side stuff. You're not probably going to see a lot of that. The players are going to drive most of that stuff. Rose Lavelle, Kat Macario, when she comes back and is healthy, hopefully that's going to happen at some point before we're all, you know, living another life. Like, there are still things that need to happen here. But I think we're going to see the U.S. have a more purposeful, aggressive, up-tempo possession. Look, Matt Crocker keeps talking about it as, like, they wanted a possession-based coach. And I, I didn't get a chance to ask a, a question on the presser. 
I don't see Emma Hayes as really being that type of manager, even though Chelsea do dominate the ball. Against big teams in the Champions League, they had less than 50% possession last year. And so there is this still dichotomy. There's still more questions, to be honest, than answers. But those are some of the things that I think we would have seen Christian at the World Cup. So then let me ask this, because this you brought up what is my only fear with this hire, is that we've now seen sort of a somewhat of a passing of the torch or maybe a turn within the women's game of the dominant factor or the dominant style tactic being this Barcelona style. Hmm. You know, Christian and I were hosts of the ICC tournament a few years ago, and we saw the U15s who are now probably playing for the the senior team. We saw the U15 uh, girls team for Barcelona absolute body yeah. everybody yeah. with this tiki-taka style. It, are Emma Hayes' tactics enough on the international in the international side to win over a Barcelona or a Spain national team that seemingly has, you know, Guardiola's imprint all over it. Yeah, it, it, that's a huge question for Emma Hayes, right? It absolutely is. I think you can go back and look, and Chelsea took on Barcelona last year in the semifinal of the Champions League. Two legs, they lost. Emma Hayes has still not won the Champions League. That's something that she's certainly pushing for, and I would imagine is, is one of the main reasons that she's sort of still wanting to be involved there because that's the hurdle that she has not quite climbed over yet. But they played Barcelona, and they played them really well. They played them really, really well. I think there is evidence that shows that Hayes' flexibility can be useful against a Barcelona team or against Spain. That's probably the best example. Even Japan, right? We saw a little bit of them controlling, controlling the ball at the World Cup. I think we will see Hayes put together a very coherent and, and potentially successful game plan against those teams but they're not going to outpass them. Like They're not going to go out there and say, hey, we're going to be Spain against Spain. That's, that's not going to happen for this team. No. Whether that's right or wrong, whether that puts the U.S. in a better position or not, we don't know yet. We don't really know what this group of players is going to look like, especially with some of the young NWSL stars and Olivia Moultrie and Jaden Shaw feeling more and more like national team mainstays. That changes the calculus quite a bit for the U.S. women's national team, but I think Hayes has shown that she has an ability to adapt and look at what these other teams are trying to do and, and sort of work to counter that with her own club. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the defensive, like that she could bring in a defensive aggressiveness hmm. that, that the U.S. Women's National Team uh, hasn't really had. But then I would argue, do we really even need defensive aggressiveness? We, are, uh, we have the ball all the time. We hmm. dominate a, a, a lot of possession. Like at, at the last World Cup, Christian wants an, a 0-6... <laughs> Four formation, bro. No, no. I think what what I would love to see, uh, you know, Emma Hayes bring is, you know, the the big complaint I made at at the at the at the Women's World Cup was, uh, I think the 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 decision, like the tactical tactical decisions of our fullbacks. Our fullbacks didn't mm. really play up. I think there was a lot of uh, responsibility put on players like Trinity Rodman to just say, it's like, yo, you, we see you in NWSL, yeah. not making people. We'll pass you the ball this. about 50 yeah. yards from goal. Go do something <laughs> do, do your thing and bang in some goals. And and the things that normally work where, where we, we would either have the, just either we would have the better athletes or just the better even uh, 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 footballers. Like what what's kind of happening is like there's, there, the other countries have really good defenders that are not really... Uh, we have to figure out a different game plan. And yeah. that's what I'm hoping um, Emma Hayes can uh, uh, bring to the table. Uh, because that's where it felt like, even through each match in the World Cup, Vlako did not really adjust. And we kept... You know, we kept making kind of fun about, like, Andy Sullivan uh, keep continuously getting opportunities. But it's just like... 
It's not. A, it's not a dig on her. It's on the coach. It's like Julie Ertz at center back was yeah, also rough. I mean, but the U.S. is not going to give up a lot of goals. I mean, let's we can admit that it yeah. it is the U.S. women's national team to me is still very much a Goliath that every other team desperately wants to be, and it, and it means a lot. And it took penalties, and it took Alyssa Nair and VAR in the line, and it took all those little things. And I saw Alyssa Nair. Recently, at, at Ali Krieger's uh, uh, party, mm-hmm. uh, retirement party, and I told Alyssa, the first thing I said to her, I said, it didn't cross the line. She was like, you're right. It didn't cross the line. <laughs> <laughs> so we look, that's, that's, where is, that, that's where the margins are. So when it comes to um, the, the defensiveness, I mean, I, I appreciate the analysis, uh, Joe, without a doubt. But that's, that's not what I'm looking for. Sure. I'm looking for lots of, lots of runs, a lot of movement, a lot of passing. Uh, and so I, I kind of want to be Spain, but... We don't need to be Spain necessarily, but maybe you need to have one or two Spain-like players. That's all I'm saying. And maybe if if it's Roosevelt or or, or you know or somebody else, that's kind of what I'm looking. So for. then, Joe, you tell us: Do you think Emma Hayes and everything she brings tactically, and obviously the way she inspires the team, do you think it's enough to get over this hurdle of maybe not being the top dog? Maybe in a in a in a in a spiritual or sense, we are, but on the pitch and maybe we're not the top dog anymore. Do you think she gets us back to that spot? To be honest? No, but I I don't think there's a coach out there that does do that right now. I think the international women's landscape has changed so much. It just got real sad in here. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's it's a moment of introspection, right? (laughs) For the United States, things have changed and and they can continue to pursue being top dog and they should, right? They should do everything they can to put themselves in a position where they are the top dog. But you look at Spain, you look at England, you look at France, you look at, I mean, Germany hasn't, hasn't quite gotten there yet. But there are other teams that are playing at an extremely high level right now. I don't think if somebody tells you, like, this is the hire that's going to get the U.S. back to that perch, I, I do not think they're telling you the truth. We can't know that for sure, but it seems really, really unlikely to me that there is just one missing piece here to get the U.S. back. I think it's more likely that it gets them back to a position where they're playing competent soccer Christian I'm not sure you're going to get the free-flowing attacking stuff that you're looking for I think it's going to be better than it's been but it's still going to be a decent amount if if things transfer over from Chelsea it's still going to be a decent amount of hey Trin if you could nutmeg this guy that would be fantastic (laughs) it's still going to be a little bit of that right but I think there will be more I think there will be progress and the U.S. are absolutely absolutely still going to be in that top you know two three four teams where every time a tournament comes around even the Olympics where Hayes has like four games to coach before that tournament starts they're going to be a contender for that competition. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, the Olympics are going to be a big uh, barometer uh, of, you know, of her tenure for sure. So I, I'm excited to do that. Well, I hope, look, I hope she proves all of us wrong. That's uh, the yeah. main thing. All right. Um, real quick, I want to talk a little bit about uh, MLS playoffs because they are returning on, uh, some, sometime soon in the next <laughs> fortnight. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in the next six weeks, we'll find out who's in the second round. Actually, before we talk about it, now that the first, Round is over in the three yeah. games. We've talked about this. What are what is your review of the three a best out of three system for a first round? How'd you feel about it? I thought the games were better. Like the, the actual soccer games were better than a lot of playoff games that we've seen, especially early on in the in the playoffs in the past. I don't think the the format is quite there. If you're gonna stick with the best of three, which I'll be honest, I'm not totally opposed to. I think you have to shrink it down. There's always going to be the international break in between, unless MLS changes something major. So I I think you've got to shrink it down, get rid of a couple of the days between games, and try to establish some actual rhythm. I think it's a really difficult format to go out there and and build because it's harder to follow. It's not something that soccer fans are used to, even if American sports fans are. 
I think there are a lot of things against it, and this is not the right way to go about it. But in terms of the actual soccer product, like, we got some good games in a way that maybe we haven't gotten some good games in the past. So I'm not about to kick it out all the way, um, but I, I also won't be, like, in tears if it's not here next year. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready to kick it out all the way, throw in the trash <laughs> compactor. Yeah. We to, <laughs> I'm going to say we tried it. <laughs> we, we gave it a whole college you know, try. You know? <laughs> yeah, you, you said you wanted to try once. Honey, we tried it. I didn't like it. Okay. You could throw that stuff out. It really now. made me question <laughs> yeah. who I was as a person. <laughs> yeah, we could throw it out. I would suggest washing it first in case somebody finds it. That's but. all. That's all. Um, <laughs> look, we, we had... Uh, only, um, you know, uh, St. Louis was the only lower seed to beat the, the, the higher seed. And what's the team I picked to go all the way? St. Louis. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Vice versa. Sporting Kansas yeah, City yeah, yeah. beat the higher yes. seed in, in, um, in St. Louis. And so, look, I think the results kind of speak for themselves. They weren't, we weren't really shocked by any uh, result outside of that one. The games, I would say the second half of the first games. Meaningless. Of, me, kind of mm. like if, there, if the, the lead was already two goals or more, that's it. There wasn't really much Wrap to do. Wrap it up because goal, goals didn't matter. Goal yeah. differential well, I mean, didn't matter. Did you, I don't know if you saw that um, clip from uh, John Tolkien, Tolkien yep. talking about, yeah. uh, about it. And his like... like he was just Not confused. Even, it wasn't even necessarily disgust. <laughs> it was like this indifference of like, oh, whatever. It was just we were losing, and I guess we just focus on the next game and whatever. I don't know. Whatever like, they want us to do, we'll do. I guess. Dude, it's a thirty-six minutes. Like we'll focus <laughs> on the next game. Wrap it up. So you don't want players talking about any minute of soccer in that way. That that's what makes me kind of uncomfortable with with the format. That a, a, any moment of the game can mean less than another, and that's that's my issue. That's why I, I, my compromise is. The uh, two-leg aggregate, but I, I would but still be... But we've seen that be lackadaisical yeah. and people parking the bus so that they could get to the second game. Single Agreed. game elimination. How about yeah, this? That's it. Here's my theory. I've said this before. Joe, I need you to buy in, okay? You know, look, apparently there was a rumor. I don't know if this is true. There's a rumor going around. It's been talked about like on Reddit and other places where MLS, I guess, committed to a certain amount of playoff games, hmm. which is why this structure... To, to Apple, which is why this structure is in place. Because it doesn't make sense, especially with this many teams being allowed in, because there's no more ratings. It doesn't matter about TV ratings. It's behind a paywall. So if that's what they want, why doesn't everyone get in the playoff single-game elimination? Everyone's in. The regular season is for seeding only. Everyone in. You're going to make me cry. This is my sad moment on the show. It's not the U.S. women not being top dogs. The regular season already doesn't matter, really, not nearly enough. So maybe you've actually solved it, Alexis. No, no, no. That just still makes me it sad matters. inside. It's for seeding. The home game. <laughs> top, top two. Top two in Eastern and Western. Yeah. Get a bye. Everyone else got to play each other. Single game elimination. All, all hands on deck. Everybody go. Yeah. I, the only addition I'd make to this is I'd put every single team on the field at the same exact time. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. we got options. That one. You know? We'll that start one. from there. Imagine that at NYCFC. You feel like this, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Seriously, what about that? No, that, please. That, okay, let's seriously Your first entertain this ridiculous <laughs> um, idea. It's yeah, not my, ridiculous. My first thoughts is that we're going to need even more tiny banners like the one NYCFC got. Like each team's got to get their own That's mini right. banner yeah. that fits within the surface area of that banner, which is already like the size of my computer screen. Um, Alexis, let's not do that. And instead, let's do basically any other thing. And I think that's my thought on that one. Um, Thank you. Okay. We're, we're like so we're look, pulling the string. 
You're saying that there's a chance it would work. There's okay. a chance. Cool. There's okay. a chance, man. There's a chance. Okay. Uh, so my last question: uh, Who do you think is uh, winning uh, the MLS Cup this year? Uh, um, it feels more like a crapshoot now than I can kind of remember before. I'm still going Cincinnati. Home field advantage is huge in Major League Soccer. If they can get through this game against Philly on Saturday of 2035, then I, I think this is going to be massive for them because they'll get Matt Miazga back. And that means they're, they're a much healthier place. The Union are banged up this week as well. They're still missing Jakob Glesnes. Kai Wagner got suspended, as he should. So they're missing key players as well. Carranza looks like he'll be back and healthy. So it's not going to be an easy game for Cincinnati. But I think it's a winnable game for them at home, even with Miazga's absence. And then you have home field in Cincy the rest of the way. I think LAFC are, are probably another sneaky pick, but that Seattle game on Sunday, if they win that game against the Sounders... I get a lot more optimistic about LAFC, but as things stand right now, I'm going Cincy. Okay, yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I think if uh, I think if I think if the Union win this game against Cincinnati uh, and, and get over all favorites. the challenge, I, and I, I then I think it's uh, revenge time for mm. for last year's uh, MLS Cup. So, old Jimmy Curtin back to his old tricks. <laughs> okay, uh, Joe Lowry, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely honored. Uh, again, long overdue. Uh, we got to get you back because uh, Alexis has a bunch of very, very dumb ideas. Pitch that he my wants idea to, <laughs> to the Total Soccer Gang. I bet you Taylor's going to be. Don't tell him who suggested it. Sure. I will. There will be bias. He's biased. We all yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Mention that it was talked about at a press conference. <laughs> let's see if we can get the other guys to buy in. Uh, Deal. Joe, uh, Deal. please, if there's any, uh, where should people follow you? Where can they uh, follow your work? And uh, please let the, let the world know. Yeah, the, the best place, especially because social media feels like it's kind of a dumpster fire right now, the best place is on the Total Soccer Show with Taylor Rockwell and Graham Ruffin and Ryan Bailey. We have fun over there Monday through Friday and then over at Backheel.com for all the written stuff where I write words and all the words as we discussed early on in the show. So Every single I think one. those are the two spots. <laughs> He's the inventor of it. <laughs> thank you for letting us use your language. Though. I'm happy to do it, guys. Uh, Joe Lowry. <laughs> thank you so much, brother. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Shout out to Joseph Lowry of Total Soccer you Show. The whole government, bro. Back Joseph James Lowry. <laughs> <laughs> it's Joe. What? It's C Lowry. What's the C in his name? What's it? He, he's never. What's his chrysanthemum? <laughs> Imagine. Where's uh? Where? We're really gonna look this up. I'm just curious, Jay. Do you think he puts his middle name? Where? You put J Lo. What's his? It's uh, not even on his LinkedIn, bro. It's not on. No. <laughs> why doesn't he? Why is? Why is he hiding from us? Uh, it doesn't matter. Thank you so much for doing the show. <laughs> uh, you know what? I can't believe it was his first time on the show. The dude is just great. If you get a chance, check out Total Soccer Show. A lot of our fans clearly know about it. Backhealed, obviously incredible. He does some cool videos, really cool writing and stuff on there as well. The Athletic, ESPN. I mean, he's got homie. He's also pretty tall. Is he? Yeah, you never met. You never met Joe in person, met right? Yeah, I met him at the um, uh, when Total Soccer Show did uh, before the Men's World Cup in Brooklyn. Yeah, I couldn't go to that one. Joe was there and met him. I'm like, I had the boob. Everybody on CSS very tall for some reason. What's going on? Except Taylor. Taylor's not that tall. Taylor's pretty tall. Taylor's not that tall. Taylor's at least six feet, 5'11". Yeah, we're his height. That's not tall? No. Damn, all of a sudden. We're average. <laughs> Chris is like, yo, I thought he was tall, bro. <laughs> tall means taller than you. I, but when I see someone my height or taller, I call them tall. Okay. I, I think I'm tall. I think Christian's tall, too, but I'm short. <laughs> yeah, so, Christian's I mean. tall. Yeah. Because he's like an insult in me. <laughs> 
Okay, Alexis counting every little inch matters for Alexis. <laughs> hey, hey, every hey, 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 uh, join the Patreon, patreoncom cooligans uh, and uh, enjoy Thanksgiving. I was going to say, so there's up. no show on Thursday. Yeah, no there will be show. right. No show on Thanksgiving. We will be. What are you? What are you eating for Thanksgiving? Uh, you you ask me this. Turkey. You ask me this every year, uh, and it's I. I'm not a like obsessed with what food I'm about to eat. I'm not like salivating. We're still asking. What is it? <laughs> do you know what it is? I, do, I, I have. Turkey, I think. I don't know. <laughs> My wife and her family are handling everything. I'll have whatever's there. What's your favorite side? Uh, I like uh, cranberry sauce. <laughs> By sauce? itself. <laughs> All right, folks. It gets sadder every time we bring up food with Christian. It, <laughs> there is a real I, blockage I just, there. I just cut my hand. And put it in there. <laughs> don't even get it out of the can. Just give me the can and a spoon. I don't know. They're all... And sit me in front of a stuffing? soccer game. Stuffing's cool. I don't know. <laughs> so sad. Anyway. Uh, Mine is the Benil. Need as a side? No, that's Damn, my Alexis. <laughs> <laughs> well, turkey's the main. <laughs> I have a little benin next to my benin. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. So enjoy Thanksgiving. We'll be back uh, next week on. Uh, Check out our social. Though we'll still be dropping videos like reels. Content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, oh, we have something dropping with uh, Charlie Davies. Yeah, soon new video on, with on Charlie YouTube. Davies. That's going to be this week. Yes, hey, sir. if you see a uh, one of our uh, reels or TikToks you like, share it. You know what I mean? Let let your friends know. Yeah, yeah. We, you know what? When I was in San Diego, this is I I, I like this compliment, and it shows the amount of work we're all putting in. Shout out to Miguelito as well. Um, Miguelito. The, Thank you. Because Thank you. The, the compliment I get the most uh, whenever we travel and 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 do stuff is uh, they're like, oh, yeah, like, hey, Chris, how are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm doing fine. And then the first thing they say, they go, man, you guys are everywhere. That's oh, I love that. That's you it. You can't escape. You us, can't bro. escape. I'm us. making yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're fact, everywhere. You'll never turn around real quick. <laughs> I'm also there. We're here. <laughs> okay, Alexis has you in a chokehold like Dream on Dream, bro. <laughs> I got your own shoelaces ready to go around your neck. <laughs> I didn't get them off the shoes. So always appreciate it. Thank you so much for people interacting Absolutely. with our content. It means the world. All right, we'll be back uh, next week. Uh, shout out again to Joe Lowry. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you in a week, everybody. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Peace. Love you guys.